and welcome to Tuesdays with Movies, our uh, third podcast now. Uh, this week, uh, it's me, Rob, and Dave Moyer again. We're going to be talking about uh, mostly about Fantastic Four, Mission Impossible Five, probably much more about Fantastic Four than that uh, than anything else. I have so much. This is Moyer, by the way. So much anger towards this movie. I'm seething. He's just mad he couldn't be in it himself. That's what it really is. Seething. Um, and then Moyer and Rob are going to touch briefly on uh, vacation, vacation and the gift as well. Yep. Um, but let's start by... And then we're going to finish it up with Mission Impossible. Yeah. So. Uh, let's start by just recapping our movie draft. Rob! Um, what happened, Rob? Rob, what happened? What happened, man? What, All my what? movies were flops. <laughs> and I had two, arguably two of the best movies of the year. And, uh, I mean... Not much I could do. I, so, uh, going into this whole thing, you were a legitimate front runner. You were the person that, even irregardless of how good Steve was, for a, at least half of it, we thought you still had a legitimate shot at overtaking Steve. Well, I had no movies to begin with, and Pitch Perfect sure. Two does one seventy five right. or whatever, and you're like, okay, yep. I'm yep. on, I'm on pace to do pretty well because that was not supposed to be one of my best. And movies. even when Jurassic yep. World was taking off, I was still looking at your list, going, well, Rob still has a chance. If yeah. all of his movies do well, he still has a chance. Because we all expected uh, Terminator, uh, Mission Impossible, and Fantastic Four to net you at least $150 million per movie. Yep. Oh, sure. Um, with the biggest question mark always being Fantastic Four. You think so? Out of those, out of those three, out of those movies, three I would say so. Because you'd think Terminator has the draw of being Terminator. And the weekend it came out, because it came out 4th of July weekend. Sure, but yep. like yep. All the, I know this isn't a Marvel Marvel movie, but all the Marvel superhero movies up to this point have a pretty good track record. The no, previous Fantastic Four all of the Marvel movies, Cinematic Universe movies have which a is good different. track record, the previous, which are different. Now, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four one movies, did pretty good, though, actually. Those actually did pretty good. They just didn't do... Good enough. Yeah, but they did but pretty well. They would, but they hit. A, would they hit? I think one hundred and fifty million. Yeah, yeah. which so, would have been fine. That's what we thought. But leading up to this, there was a ton of bad. The X Men movies have always done yep. good, no. and those are Fox. No. What do you mean? Um, what is it? Uh, for uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Not, not, I don't recall that one doing so well. No, and but the actual full sure like X Men movies, you know, you know, X Men Three. I, while it was, I think it did some money. I don't recall that one being very well liked. No, Box it wasn't. Doesn't have a I'm great saying, track record. Box office record. Marvel, Spider Man movies, uh, and the X Men movies and yep, the Fantastic Four movies. Uh, not Marvel, Marvel movies, Marvel Universe movies, whatever. They still have a pretty good track record. Agreed. So you know. But so we're gonna expect 150 is not outrageous. No, think of but for, no, it, but it was for this movie because of all the stuff that was coming out before the movie was even finished. You think the general public cares about that? I don't I, think they do. I don't think they even. Hear I don't about think they that. know about it. Yeah. I don't think they see. We that do, stuff. but we're paying but the, attention. But the, yes. but the number of geek websites that were reporting on this stuff and the number of like, you know. Uh, comic book movie fanboys that were reading this stuff up and then reposting it or Correct, commenting on it. Those are fans more than yeah. just Joe Schmo. That's like I'm going to go to Which, a movie this weekend. But, Fantastic Four could be good. Sure. But this, but these movies are made primarily for the fans with secondary audiences. You know, hoping oh, to come. I think in. the secondary audience is, is a large portion of the people. With the Marvel Cinematic Universe ones that take that into account, absolutely. Okay. This movie didn't do that. At any rate, I'm saying there was no reason to think before. 
a lot of the fallouts started to happen. No, that, I like 150 would not have been outrageous for Fantastic. Not War. at all. Not Before. outrageous. No, but it was it was the high end that we thought it was going to. But do. even okay, sure, if we say all those movies should have done between one and 150, yeah. that was that was reasonable. Same with yeah. Terminator. Terminator. We've got Arnold back in the fold. Like 150. Sure, I can see 150 over, the, over Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Oh, you know, sure. Should have done it. Yes, you think absolutely. So. Yep. And what do you what do you end on that? I think you ended <laughs> eighty, right? Yeah. Eighty five, and that's that was it. Now, granted, they're doing two more of these because internationally, this movie was was very well liked, and I, I'm glad very they well are liked. because I didn't hate that movie. No, it not had at all. Some issues. Not at we, all. We've gone in depth on these issues, but I still want to see what. happens And then you next. go to some other ones. Southpaw. Southpaw was one of the best movies we've seen this year, and it did nothing. I mean, yeah. absolutely nothing. And now, granted, I did not. I thought high end that was a hundred, like maybe a hundred high end. Yeah, but it's not even going to do eighty. And uh, well, um, no, uh, but Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. fantastic. He so, so has good. never been a big draw. Like, exactly, he's, he's underrated. Know. He's very underrated. Uh, mm-hmm. His movies tend not like well, he they're, was, high, he, they're critically acclaimed. Briefly, he was a big draw because of Brokeback Mountain. Um, yeah, he, he had a lot of people wanting to see his stuff yeah. after that. But you know, I think the movie he followed that up with, or one of the first movies he followed that up with, was the uh, time travel one he did on the train. Um, that one didn't do very. And that time one didn't, didn't do very it. well. So, and you know, so he kind of went back to just doing what he was good at, which is playing characters. And he's he's, he's, at he's just a great actor. But again, that movie didn't do very well. You know, and and these are, it's frustrating when you see bad movies do well and good movies. And now, granted, like we said, Terminator wasn't a great movie by any means, but you know, these are a lot of just underperforming movies and. Yep. And at the then, time and of the draft, I liked my draft. Yeah, I, I can't we all it. liked your draft, Robert. Yeah, So I'm not upset about it. In fact, I think if, if you go back, I and think... Look, and then there's Paper Towns, which we all, like, I think everybody thought that was going to do, you know, oh, maybe not, not to, pull in our stars Not numbers, to stop you, but, but the last movie that he did that cracked $100 million domestically was A Day After Tomorrow, and he's not even, he's a, a, a side character in that movie, and that was all the way back And Yeah, he wasn't really the star of that movie. That was... Uh, but again... Uh, his movie last year that we saw, Nightcrawler, did thirty two. Is, is such a good movie. It's a great movie. It's fantastic. It is, it is. fantastic. Movie, but it did thirty two uh, yep. million. Domestic. So it's just not a draw. And I think that it, for future drafts, that is something to think of. Uh, Prisoners did sixty one million. End of Watch did forty. I think that End was of the, Watch yeah. is actually a really good you know, movie too. If you have watched it, very Michael, well him done. and Michael Pina. Oh, so uh, well done. Source Code was the one you were that talking about. That was the time travel one. That, yeah. Oh, that was fifty four million. Like. That the guy made three. Jarhead was a good movie at its time. I mean, he makes good movies, but nothing's cracked a hundred. But they're not they're not big draw movies. No. So. so in the future, keep in mind, Jake Gyllenhaal, maybe box office him. poison. <laughs> like, you know, and so, I didn't think it would do great, but you know. All right. So you are you have finally managed to crawl back out of last place, which we never expected to see you in to begin with. Well, we, yeah. Um, you've now passed Brian to the point where he can't catch up to you. He's Brian's at four hundred eighty-five point three million. You're at. Five hundred and fourteen point two, yeah. Moyer. You slipped out of second finally. Well, we knew that was coming. Yeah, uh, but you're at six hundred thirty-four point six million. I, having spent the least amount of money than anybody else in the draft, having some of the shittiest movies in the draft, am at six hundred forty-three point nine million dollars, and I'm in the number two spot. Sure. I We're, count this as a win. No matter what. Oh yeah, you got second, and you're you're gonna stay in second. Uh, we're probably gonna finish within twenty million dollars of each other. When, when yeah, it's like we knew it was gonna be close. But the the thing that's the thing that is legitimately legitimately surprising me right now is that Rob, you got, you don't have a shot at third. 
at this no. point. No. Even and Mission Impossible's not doing... And that movie's incredible. We'll get to that. Yep. Oh, even sure. that's not... The numbers that's just not, not there. save you. But, even in, but I mean, the numbers just aren't there. Um, it's going to do 150, maybe 175 million, that, somewhere But it there. should... To me, it should on 2250, considering how popular Mission Impossible movies are and sure. how good it is. Uh, I mean... It, like, well, even when it came out, after we saw it... It was... You know, it's a really I'm thinking good movie, yes. That's so going to do... We'll reiterate, you were... You were you know, we were all going to this thing thinking you had a chance at first. If not first, definitely second, right? Like, yeah. Rob's going to get second no matter what. Well, the, I, I remember <laughs> the draft very well. It was, um, you You had a, you were guaranteed a, you know, first through third place spot I don't, I wasn't just guaranteed. with, you were I thought with, so. with, well, maybe with, with Avengers. At first, we thought we, you know. Um, Rob was guaranteed top three, and then we were looking at it, and it was probably going to be Steve who had the other top three spot. You know, and who would have thought that, you know, Rob would have failed so utterly about and halfway, miserably? About halfway through this, when it was clear that Steve was going to win, and, you know, because Jurassic World was just taking off and not slowing down, like, we were still going, like, okay, well, Rob's going to get second, so now the only real contest is down between me and Haga yeah. here, who is going to get third, and it's going to be close. Well, turns out, <laughs> and that was close, but... Uh, yeah. Yep. So, um, where's, right. where's Rob at right now? Uh, he's well. He's in um, crying in the corner. <laughs> well, at, on he's, fourth. In, he's in fourth place with five hundred and fourteen million. Five hundred and fourteen. So there's, yeah, there's no chance he gets up to even no, where oh, I'm no, at. not at all. So, all right. but at least you, you're not going to lose, and we all have Brian to thank for that. <laughs> we all have Brian uh, spending forty one dollars on Mad Max to thank for coming in last. Thank you, Brian. And to thank for letting Steve win, because yeah. if he had shut up one bid sooner, Steve would have had to take that movie. <sighs> I remember that, too. Anyway, um, let's let, let's go on to Vacation and the Gift. Um, you sure. guys had a couple of things you wanted to say about that, so go ahead. Well, you, I, can, you can start off with The Gift. I haven't sure. seen that. So The Gift, uh, these you guys have not seen it, so I'm not going to go into specifics necessarily. But when you look at the reviews, you'd think this movie's just fantastic, and it's not. It's not a bad movie. It's worth seeing. You should see it. But it's a lot closer to a standard person's review, you know, in that 70 to 80 range. There's just, you know, you're in parts of the movie and you're thinking, this is a really good movie. It's it's a cool thriller. Like Jason Bateman, he does a great job in this movie. The acting is really well done. But there's just things that you leave the movie kind of thinking, oh, did, I didn't really like that. Did I like that? You know, there's some stuff that's a little confusing. A good, if you see this movie, a good way to look at it is go and look at the bad reviews. And you'll kind of understand more the problems that I had with the movie. But like I said, I'm not going to get into specifics, but it's worth seeing. That much I will say. How is, uh, his name is Joel Edgerton? The guy who plays the the, uh, Gore, the, yeah. the villain. Or yep. the, how's, He's how's very he good. Because I saw him very in a movie good. called The Warrior, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, well, that's right. right. You're saying Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, and he's he's fantastic in that movie. So I was, you know. No, the acting is, is so well done. Jason Bateman just uh, obviously proves he can do more than just comedies. You know, good. I mean, the guy, he's a good actor. So, I mean, I do want to see it, but you're just saying it's not... It's, it's worth seeing, but don't go into it thinking it's as good as, as critics have said, because it's it's just not. With super high expectations. Okay. So, what about Vacation? Because I remember, like, I'm not a big comedy fan, but I remember watching the original Vacation sure. movie and Christmas Vacation movie. Classics. You know, way back when I was younger. You know, and even those movies today, they have parts that will, you know, make me laugh and remember. I think today, even Christmas Vacation is still one of the best Christmas movies so ever made. Fu- and it's so funny. It's, like, I watch that every year around Christmas. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorites. So, how do those compare against the new one? 
So, I mean, the new one's not as good as the old ones. No. And, and it's it's just like any other movie. Sequels just never hold up to the original. And you're changing. I mean, the cast is obviously entirely different. You know, Chevy Chase and his wife, they make a cameo, but they're not large parts of the movie no, in any way. No, no. And they, did they even need to be there? Like, not at all. I, I think it was not just a all. service. Like, oh, it's an occasion movie, so did we it, have to have Chevy Chase I don't think there. it really added anything to it the didn't. movie. It didn't really take anything away, but, but... You know, we went to the movie, you see the reviews, and they say it's, it's really not good. And sure. I, I actually thought it was decent. Again, I think that just the average moviegoer, their review, wasn't that around like 55 or 60, I want to uh, say? The uh, critics hate, critics kind of hated the vacation at 25%. Audience was at about 58%. That's that what I'm saying. And right. that's exactly where I'd yeah. put it. It's Because it has some really funny parts. It does. S- speaking of, not to derail us too much, but speaking of cameo appearances, I just heard today um, that... What's his name? Bill Murray is going to be making a cameo the in same. the new. Oh yeah, uh, yep. in the, the new thing, thing, but not as Peter Venkman. He's going to be doing it as some like debunker, uh, skeptic. Uh, that could work. Something. Well, the reason why that's it. good is because for years he said, "I will not be a part of this at all," and the fact that he's willing to even be part of sure. it tells sure. you that this movie could be could actually be decent. I'm, I'm, and he's I'm now, open to it. Now, to, to clarify, he's going to be in the all-female movie. Yeah. He's not... They haven't said about him being in the male movie, because there's a male movie coming out, too. Oh, I hadn't heard that Yeah, they're yet. making a male version, too. Hmm. Like, it's kind of... That's going to be more of a retooling. I, and they, I don't even know if they're going to be tied in at all, but I know they have decided they're making a male version now, too. Uh, that's strange. The thing strange. about Ghostbusters is it's, it's held on to such high esteem that people kind of forget that the second one wasn't so great. Well, he hated like, it. Like, well, Bill Murray did not like the second one, which is why he was so skeptical about being involved sure. in well, these. And I stand alone in, in this, is that, you know, the first one was is really good. Oh, yeah, and phenomenal. I even like the second one. It's I, not bad. You it's know, just, no, it doesn't approach the first, the highs of the first sure. one. Sure. But, it, well, I mean, I liked it, though. It, it's good, though. Like, and it's not a it's not a horrible movie. I would have, I would say the same thing about the new Vacation movie. It's not a bad movie. Vacation no, is not, not a bad movie. Problem is... It's nowhere near as good as the first but and third. They do a good movies. job in the in the stuff that they do. The little kid is quite funny, I will say. The sure. kid is very good. Keep your expectations low. There is some good laughs to be had. Yes. It's not yes. it's not as good as the first or third one. The thing about the vacation movies though is the vacation movies themselves have made some bad ones. Like the second and fourth one, hmm. ah, not so good. So this one... Well, isn't there a second uh, Christmas one, too, that stars Randy Oh, it's Newman a straight-to-DVD. Yeah. It, it barely even counts. But yeah, they've made some bad ones. That's why this he's one is kinda, This <laughs> one is kind of middle of the road. It's not as good as the good ones. It's not as bad as the bad ones. But if you want just a few laughs, it's sure. worth seeing. It's got some laughs on it. All right. Well, speaking of something that doesn't have any laughs in not it whatsoever... Not a single one! Seriously, not any. Uh, None. Let's talk about Fantastic Four. And it really should have. This is one of the worst-reviewed movies ever. Uh, of um, all time. We're not... I don't think we should. We're going to spend a ton of time on this, but there is no. some stuff we need to get off our chest. Which sure, maybe this is a review somewhere else, but it should be called. I have to say it, Fantastic Bore. Yeah, <laughs> because it is boring. It well, is, yes. So critics rated this at eight percent, and it is at eight percent right mind now. Mind you, that's worse than the god awful movie Batman and Robin. So I, I've got a theory behind that. And, is that um, the like, is that the Rotten Tomato score? Yeah, because as you pointed out originally, when I know I haven't checked it since then, but when they first came out, there were three reviews that were considered good. One of them was a reviewer saying, "I feel sorry kind of for this movie." <laughs> one of them was actually a bad review that, for some reason, got counted as a good review. And to be fair, there was one review that did like it. <laughs> I'm assuming he's since been killed. I, I don't know. That, I've read that but review though. Even, it was great. even audiences are at only 22 percent on Fantastic yeah. Four. It is not a good movie at all. Yeah. It is, 
it's I, the first time I saw this, I walked out of the movie. I looked at my friend I was seeing it with, and I said, "This is boring. It's lame, and it's just uninteresting." And that pretty much sums up the whole movie. Yes. Uh, tonally, it's awful. It's 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 not fun. Like we'll we'll get into it in a little bit, but like the the few small small jokes that are in this movie are also in the trailer. And so you take those little lame jokes out, and there's nothing. There's nothing. No. Really, the best part of this movie is when uh, Reed and Ben are kids. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of kind of really neat scenes yep. with them as kids. Those are well done. And those are in the first five, maybe ten minutes of the movie. Sure. The rest of the movie, you just you stop caring at some point it because... Is... Nobody has any chemistry with anybody else. But it's. But to be fair, we, like we t- we've talked about this, it's not. I don't blame the actors. It's no. the movie itself. They didn't have hardly any. They're good actors. They've proven they in other, really in other venues. They're solid actors. Yes. I mean, well, except for the guy who played Ben. I don't. I haven't seen him from anything else. I've seen him in one other thing. I think he's he's not a bad actor. He's no. just he was given a bad part. There's a ton of stuff out there. If you're really truly interested to know all the behind the scenes shenanigans, there's plenty of information. Out there's there. read up on pages. it. We can't. Yeah, we won't go into that. We'd be here for hours. We'd be here all night. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna highlight a couple of the things that we find the most egregious about this movie. And the fact that they made it. <laughs> that that's number one. Um, we're gonna compare this a little bit to the 2005 sure. Fantastic Four with Absolutely. Jessica Alba and Michael Chiklis and Chris Evans and. I'm going to say it's Ian Grufford, but I'm almost positive that I'm mispronouncing his name. Um, the, the guy who played Mr. Fantastic, and then the guy who played Victor Doom in, or Victor Von Doom in the 2005 movie. Those actors, amazing actors, great chemistry on screen. You know, the lines were super cheesy. Yeah, it's there not was, a fantastic movie by any means. There, but there, it... there were more than a few very sexist parts of the movie, sure. um, but... It's still so much better than what this new movie was in any way, shape, or form. Yes, yeah. So um, um, the, the but, big thing for me was chemist. The difference between the earlier movies, the 2005 and the 2007 movies, and the new one, like they those movies have problems. They do. They have their their own individual issues that make them kind of you know some people don't like them. Some, but the thing that they get right is one: they're fun movies to watch. Amazingly there's, fun movies. There's a lot of humor in those movies. More mm-hmm. upbeat, colorful, like yes. just enjoyable. Well, you yeah, have, enjoyable. Well, well, one, you have Chris Evans, who is just an, a fantastic actor no he matter what. He gets it. I mean, the stuff he does, he gets it. Sure. And this is why he got the role as Captain America, yep. and he was able to pull it off for, what, five movies now, I think? He's so been well in done. Four movies? I've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, one, there's, there's a lot of humor in those movies. And two, just the chemistry between everybody is so... Like, there actually is chemistry between those actors versus there is none. There is negative chemistry between any of the actors in the new movie. Well, you know, it would maybe help if, help them to develop chemistry if maybe the characters talked to each other. Right. They barely do. I, th- I think the most talking that they do is they talk to uh, the guy who plays uh, the dad of Sue and Johnny. Who sure. I can't think of his name right now. He was uh, Freddy in House of Cards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they all talk to him at some point, and he talks to them all individually at some point. There's almost no interaction between the main cast of the Fantastic Four. So I had brought up earlier, like, I had forgotten, beyond the fact that Sue was adopted, I had forgotten the fact that she and Johnny were brother and sister, because there's almost no interaction between those two at all whatsoever in the movie, 
and the few scenes that they are together, they 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 give the appearance or the feel that they're more kind of co-workers that see each other every once in a while than actual family and brother and sister. Like, there's, yeah. there's no love there whatsoever. There's no uh, interaction, like, love. Nothing, like, is between those two. Uh, between Sue and Reed, who are supposed to be in love together, did you get that? Either one of you get that at all? That Yeah, there, there, that's, there, no, was, that's there, there was, a little bit. There was two scenes that kind of tried to force it on you. Force it, right. But it didn't seem naturally it didn't seem to naturally develop and it didn't seem it didn't it just didn't seem like it was something that Could developed you, over the course yeah, of the movie do you, do you do you see this movie going oh i can see them getting together later on or do you do you watch them and go like yeah they're kind of they look they, it's they feel the nerdy like, guy hitting on the hot girl yeah they're they're kind of classmates but beyond that you know they're you know, and then the biggest contrast is between the earlier movies, 2005, 2007. Um, those movies, the interaction between Johnny and Ben is fantastic, and in my opinion, the best part of those movies. I would, I would argue that that is what made those movies. The, it's great. Those sure. two characters, like, yeah. I would watch a movie, honestly, of just those two characters from um, uh, Chris Evans and Michael, uh, Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. If they branched out and just made a movie about those two characters, it'd be great. It might not be the best plot or whatever, but it would be funny as hell, and those two have a chemistry together that is non-existent in this new movie. Uh, you never see uh, Johnny and Ben really do anything together in this movie at all. But even if you're supposed to have a relationship, they just cut that out. There's a scene, I, I, I don't. we talked about this right after we saw it, when Doom kills the... The father guy. Sure. Yeah. Like sure. those two are supposed to have like some sort of relationship, and for no reason at all, he's just like, "Yeah, I think I'll kill you right now." For no reason at all, it didn't add to the movie. It was <laughs> unnecessary. It was almost like the director was like, "You know what? I just don't like you. I don't know. I don't, it didn't make any sense." Actually, uh, with the, with a little bit more of reading I've done since I've seen the movie a second time, I'm wondering if that wasn't one of the add-in scenes that the producers and studio forced in. To force the conf- uh, the confrontation at the end of the movie. That's exactly what, like, because they had to add, find a way to get people pissed. You know, like, oh, this this needs to happen. Confines of the movie, it doesn't make sense because there's no build up. He's just like, why would you do this? Dead. So thank God they they kind of gave us a clue to the reshoots where once you see it, it's hard not to. But the uh, actress who was playing Sue Storm, let me look. Kate her, Mara. Kate Mara. Uh, her hair changes wildly throughout the entire movie. So once you see it, she is wearing a very ugly wig uh, during the reshoots. And once you see it, you can't not see it. It's clearly not her yeah. hair at all. So it gives you kind of an indicator when they're doing reshoots and when they're not on that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, well, what what were some of the other points that you had? Because I know that... Okay, you, I'll you just had... go through this real quick. And uh, just, again, we're back to... Well, my big thing is it does have plot holes, but what I was saying to you earlier is I'm willing to forgive plot holes if the movie itself is entertaining and fun. Uh, this like... movie... Inside Out, like we talked about <laughs> right, earlier. Right. This movie was not entertaining or fun at all. But for me, I don't even care about the plot holes. It's just totally, this movie was such off the mark. Uh, a lot of people were saying this movie should have had the feel of like a Guardians of, Ga- of the Galaxy, right? Where it's fun. They know they've got yeah. weird characters, but they play into it. Everybody's having a lot of fun. I mean, that would make complete sense. Right. Well, they, I mean, they, they totally go off 
off topic too at times. Like they go to planet zero instead of going to the negative zone. Which oh, I wow, mean, okay, the negative sure, zone is why? a big thing in the <laughs> in the Fantastic Four universe. Sure. So why rename it to Planet Zero? It's not an improved name. It, it does nothing. But like totally, this movie is the complete opposite of what I want out of a fantastic of, of a superhero movie, but especially a Fantastic Four movie. Like most of the Marvel movies are really fun to watch. They're exciting. There's humor. There's exciting. I would say that's all of the Pretty Marvel. Much all of them. Any of the Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe movies. And this had none of that. None, none, none of that. Uh, I've got some instances like it's like they go super super dark for a real reason. Like okay, the it should this no maybe this is just me, but should this movie not have been rated R from the fact that. Once Doom wakes up on planet Earth, he is blowing up. people's head brains Violently. out of yes. the back of their yes. head, it's leaving gory. blood spatters on a wall. I mean, that's something that... I was like, am I watching a horror movie? That is that is the most graphic was violence very, I've you didn't, ever you did seen. Not, you did not see that coming. In a it superhero just, movie. Uh, for instance, like, at the beginning, it kind of lays a bad precedent where, like, the line, it's clobbering time, is what Johnny's older brother says to him when he beats him up. Yeah. Like... That that's where that that's supposed to be a fun line. That's supposed to be you know, there's some humor involved with that. But no, it's actually a horrible memory for Johnny. Yeah, not Johnny. Like where he's man, abused by his brother. Where he's like, been yeah. abused for by it's his just, brother. Oh, um, uh, the okay, let's touch on it. We really haven't. It's kind of odd. Uh, once they get their powers, and those scenes are pretty scary, frightening, you know. Yeah. Horrific. Um, Reed just dips out for an entire year they flash forward for an entire year skipping for a lot of superhero movies the most fun part of the movies is these guys discovering their new powers and discovering what we can do with them they just flash forward an entire year and they have them and they and and they have them it doesn't do it it doesn't add anything to the plot well you know and i mean here's the thing with that even is you know that could have worked out just fine if they had showed that, you know, Reed was trying to... Yes, they, trying to they, fix it they or something. lightly, and I mean lightly, imply that it Reed is trying to fix, to you know, what happened to Ben. Sure, sure. Um, but then he says he, that's not what... He, he says he left because he didn't want to ruin anything anymore. You know, he makes... He blames himself. So when they they give you a chance to say that's why he left, he doesn't even do that. He takes the... He cops it out and says, like, I'm just a coward, basically. Yeah, and they turn Ben into a... a basically a military murder machine. Yep. Sure. Um, and they're training Which, Sue and Johnny to do the same thing, to be, you know, basically military assets. They basically were blackmailed and they said, look, if you do this, then we'll look, we'll try to figure something out to, to, to fix you. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it just... It's, it doesn't add anything to the plot, though. Like, there's no reasoning for, like, Reed goes away for a year and then they catch him and then... No, it's it's just... It's, you know, no, it's it's just no. Um, there's no building. There's you know, there's a lot of uh, small stuff with it, and then at the end, like this movie is supposed to be, and okay, well, I guess we might forget the smaller details, but it's it's supposed to be a team. Uh, Fantastic Four are supposed to be a very close knit unit. They're the first family of the Marvel universe. They call them a family, even though. Well, they, they no, are a family. No, they, they, that's the thing. In the comics, they are the first family of the Marvel universe. Sure. They are they are like you know. Uh, Marvel royalty in a way, isn't it? Isn't it supposed to be? They're they're supposed to be more of a family than an actual team. Like the X Men are a team, but Fantastic Four are supposed to be family. They've always sure. been about sure. family, and that's what you got in the earlier movies. Is that they were actually family? Like, yeah, they fought between themselves, but of course every family does. You know, yeah. but you could tell there was a closeness there. Like there was nothing there. There was no closeness whatsoever. They were basically at the end of this movie. They were four strangers. Yeah, and uh, well. That's because that year that 
is just a gap in the movie <laughs> where you would normally develop that they're getting to know each other, they're training with each other, whatever. They skip all of that and they literally jump cut from, you know, Reed escaping, which I don't know get how he does that. It's a military outpost in the middle of nowhere. He manages to escape yeah. and get down to South America with nobody finding him. Okay, that whatever. Um, and then just you might say that's by. a stretch. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Yeah. So that that's just it. They're they're not a, a close knit unit by the end, and that's what the Fantastic Four movies should be. Although they of, try to with dialogue, they try to play it off like they're a close knit unit. Oh God! But it's horrible when they actually say that stuff because they say, "Oh, we're a family or we're a close knit unit," but you you've seen none of that. They say it, but you've shown us none of that in evidence. And it's a thing where they say they're a family or they say they're friends, but we have seen none of it. There, uh, there's no, the no super evidence. lackluster uh, motivational speech when they're on Planet Zero fighting Doom. Uh, uh, somebody says, oh, he's more powerful than any of us. And the response is, but he's not more powerful than all of us? <laughs> no. Let's team up and make him pay. Yeah. I wasn't going to really necessarily nitpick, but you bring up, when you talk about the planet, you bring up the most specific thing that bugs me. Let's go the on whole the plot reason, real quick. But the whole reason they get their powers is so stupid because they get to this planet, it's not like an authorized mission. No. They, the whole point was literally just to say they were the first to do it, sure. and then they decide, look, let's explore let's for no pre- reason. It's let's pretend dangerous. we're scientists. We don't know anything let's about this. Let's climb down this huge cliff to a place that we don't know what's going to happen. No we have no instruments. We have no <laughs> equipment no to planning, detect or ca- gather stuff. Which character is the one that says, like, we shouldn't do this? Uh, ben Grimm. Sure. Uh, actually, it's Ben Grimm is the one who's like, we shouldn't be doing this. We should go back. And Johnny Storm, once they get up to the cliff face, he's like, I ain't going down there. And this is, okay, and that's a problem I have, too. They talk about how this guy does all this stuff, you know, when he's not supposed to, and, but, and now, all of a sudden, he's <laughs> going to be the voice of reason? Like, I don't believe that, but the whole thing is just unbelievable in the fact that you see all this stuff happening. He's They're walking, and the ground is starting to give way, and they're like... Let's press on. So no, you don't press on. You go back, and then we don't make this movie. Anybody who lives in any part of the of the world that has frozen over lakes, right? knows that if you step on something that you think is solid and it cracks, you stop walking forward. And the, water doesn't glow. The the, the <laughs> like one of the articles I read said these were the dumbest smart people ever in any movie because one they keep doing that. Uh, Victor Doom actually reaches into and touches it. The, yeah, yeah, why does he do that? <laughs> well, first, okay, let's just say it could have been acid. But let's give him the benefit of the He puts his hand towards it and it kind of reacts. Sure, right? Sure. At that point, you go, okay, this is kind of like some mm-hmm. sort of a live energy. You've never. Been We've there done before. this. I've seen something. This is cool. We should come back yes, and study it at a later date. What's that? I'll just be a moron instead. Sounds good. So before that, I had kind of a problem with how easy they got. Like, they were able to basically do this whole uh, maneuver without anybody else finding, except for Sue, because it only flashes on her computer screen. And apparently nobody else's computer screen, like, in the entire facility. And that is one of the other (laughs) major problems I have, is that, okay, so you have Johnny, Ben, and Reed, all on the planet where they get their powers. Sure. You have Doom on the planet where he gets his powers. Yep. You have Sue back in the safety of the of of the lab on Earth. How does she get her powers? They wave their hand and just kind of wave well, it over that you know the energy like affected her too. But no, the, the way it's explained and it's so, not explained. No, they, they show they, they show, show you an it, image of like em- of energy. The point is like it's kind of like how when you see someone time traveling 
and like someone puts their hand in there or something, you know, and then like, like say they're like that disappears, you know, like you put the problem is they they play it off like well this got through at the moment of tra- of them traveling back, so it shot through. My problem is why was no one else affected? They show the whole city getting hit with this thing. Why is she affected? And no one else. So it'd be fine if they actually stuck with the plotline they set up, but they didn't. They still just gave it to her, and yeah. that's the ultimately that's my problem with what you're saying is yeah, everyone else should have it. There was nobody else in the building who was affected. There was nobody else. Was well, the there city anybody else in affected. the building at that time? They don't well, show there, there, no, no, there, I'm there assuming was. security was there because earlier in the you movie, would think security would be but there. Earlier <laughs> in the movie, they point out how bad the security is when he goes, "Hey, he's with me," and the guy goes, "Huh?" Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> literally, with they, him, they walk Sounds in, good. they go suit up, so there is at least security in the building. But anyway. Let's move on. We so, can talk real about this quick, forever. Uh, yeah, I know we will, but a lot of people have brought in how, like, uh, Sue Storm is pretty much an afterthought in this movie, and yeah. she, she really is. Like She sewed their costumes. That's not much of an afterthought. In 2015, the one woman character in your movie is a complete afterthought. When they, they're talking about going to planet zero yep. she's never even brought up nobody even uh, when they're talking about it they're kind of drunk but nobody says like hey should we ask sue if she wants to come with like nobody even brings yeah, her right? up it's all right yeah that's that made and no sense i get why she wouldn't because her character comes off as pretty smart and she probably but they don't even think of her and then yeah she gets her powers without going to the planet she is the person who's making the clothes for like she made the clothes and she can do pattern recognition so her, because that's so scientific. I don't know. Like it's, it's 2015. Like, come on, let's let's do a little bit better. She than had that. she had more experience, more of a personality, and like, for the love of God, she wasn't a seamstress in the in the in the 2005 she, movies. Yes, she was. Yes. A, she was an executive level CEO of Doom Enterprises. Now, I, I will say those movies go out of their way to get her naked in several scenes. Or as, Jessica as, Alba. As yeah, they should. <laughs> but so, like in 2015, you're going to pretty much forget the one uh, woman character of the Fantastic. Before Four. we move on, though, the last thing I'll say, and this is just to generalize about the movie, is it comes off as just being one long attempt at an origin story. It, and there's no, they don't build the story up. What should have been 20 minutes was the almost the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, as much as you can complain about the retelling of the origin story in Amazing Spider-Man, it didn't take the whole movie. No, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's boom. Yes, and the ending. Uh, there's a lot of information about the the recuts and the ending, but the ending really did feel tacked on and rushed and, and rushed. Um, you know the Fantastic Four comics pretty well, don't you? Uh, there were never one that I read a lot. I did okay. read them like. When they were mixed in with other heroes and such. Let's, sure. let's, this is kind of moving on, but Marvel, the actual Marvel, uh, makes it a point that their movies are pretty much very true to the comics. In spirit, if not in actual like, right. story. Uh, this movie, one, Doom, I don't know much about Doom, but I know Doom's nothing like the character in the movie that we got. Nope. Right? Doom, <laughs> like, I, you know, I was just watching the 2005 edition of Fantastic Four. Doom is more accurate in that version of the movie to the sure. comic book than he is in this movie. Now, in the comic, there's some weird stuff with Doom, because he is not only a scientist equivalent of Reed Richards or Iron Man, if not better than both of them, he's also a magician. So there's some weirdness with him, and they always have tried to work in both aspects in the movies. They definitely succeeded in the 2005 and 2007 versions. The 2015 version, again, 
I, who cares? He was boring. The he, character he was, was boring. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter how accurate he was. Actually, the actor was boring. Yeah. They, they, they said his character was, again, I had mentioned this earlier, is that it's supposed Based to be the, ultimate, the ultimate one, but who's going to know that? First of all, you know, I mean, you you really got to be a fan, like you were saying. Yeah. This has got to be made for fans then. But and, just and also, I found it kind of weird, and again, I don't know the comments that well, but that Johnny himself didn't have really control over his powers. It was his suit that regulated. That is from the comics. Okay, that um, is. There's actually... There's a storyline about that he loses control and he has to use his suit or some type of regulator to turn off his power. And there's a, there's a point in time where okay. he couldn't turn off his powers for a while, so he was always on fire. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I so guess that, I'll, I'll I'll buy that then. It's a minor point, but so. let, yeah, let, let's we we we've beat this horse way to death, and everybody else has it. Totally, it's an awful dry movie and boring. And that's here's what I'll, the last thing, the very last thing I'll say. You keep is, saying that, yeah, is that we were all disappointed and angry about Pixar, but I thought Pixar had a lower bar. So pixels, pixels, pixels. I'm not disappointed about Pixar, uh, <laughs> pixels, but we kind of went in there not expecting a lot. Superhero movies today have a much higher bar. We expect a lot more out of them. And so I think this was a bigger... I don't know if it's a worse movie than Pixels, but I will say for me it's a bigger disappointment. I'll say it's a worse movie than Pixels. (laughs) But you know what? You can both just be happy it wasn't your movie. (laughs) So, okay, on to to Rob's other movie. Yes, Um, yes. Arguably the best movie of the year, if you ask me. It's up there. We will have that discussion at a later time. I will say it is a top five. That just at the bar. It's really, really good. But Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, it's 92% critics rating, 91% audience rating. Everybody loves this movie. It's deserved. It is an amazing movie. I mean, okay, so for the Mission Impossible series just by itself, number one, number three, and number four prior to this movie were easily just some of the best action movies out there. Yes. Number five, just continues where number four kind of left off and continues to be an amazing action movie. Number two, we, you know, yeah. that was what it was. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We're talking about the fifth movie. And to go five movies long and still have amazing action sequences that can, um, that can wow an audience. Yep. I mean, some of the best action scenes, yeah. I mean, you got to go into this movie recognizing that in the first scene... <laughs> when yeah. Tom Cruise is on a plane, he's literally on a plane in that scene. He so, actually performed that stunt. I mean, we, we everybody saw that scene in the trailers a lot, but in most every other movie, that's going to be your ending action scene, not the scene that you start your movie And that's how good with. it was. That's yeah. how good this movie is. Yeah. They start with that. Yeah. And yeah. right away you're like, wow. I mean, <laughs> like, that just happened. And and even though I had seen it in the trailers, I had sure. seen it in the, the kind of the cut, yep. the cut commercial... When you're watching it within the confines of the movie, you're still just like, wow. That's amazing. Like, I can't believe... And it, and it wasn't one take. They said it was like eight takes or something. Like, it, yep. it actually took some time. And he's doing this. To me, that just... You know, even if you don't like Tom Cruise as a person, as an actor, I mean, it's there's few people that... Well, and that's one of the reasons why I think, like, especially the fourth movie and the fifth movie have been so well-received, is that uh, if you look at Mission Impossible 4, there's the scene where he's climbing up the building and he's, like, you know, his hands are slipping off of it. He has to jump back in the window. He smashes his face against the the yep. window frame and sure. almost falls out. He is very he's very willing to do self uh, self deprecating humor to move the story. Where he uh, nearly dies in this new one, and um, the lady she gets away with the computer chip, and um, <laughs> Tom goes, Hanks and Tom Cruise. 
Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, whatever. Uh, no, Tom Cruise. Both good actors. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. Tom and, Cruise. Uh, Although to be fair, now we brought it up, I would watch that movie. <laughs> that would literally be impossible. <laughs> uh, it, those two, him and his friend, they start chasing after her, and isn't it the Mission Impossible music kind of kicks in as he goes to slide over the car, the car? and falls flat on his face? Yes. Um, but the the reason I've got up, he's fifty three years old. That's yeah. old. That's yeah. really old. Like people Guy doesn't look it though. And, and the movie's just you know there were there were two reviews I saw that now well, granted and, and, I well and Simon Pegg really helps play off of him though too. Whereas sure. Tom Cruise is definitely much more of a, the serious character in the film. Simon Pegg allows the film to be funny. Sure. And nobody questions it when Tom Cruise does something that's maybe a little ridiculous. They yep. even actually point that out in this movie how. Like some of the some of the stuff that the IMF uh, force does is more luck than anything else. And you, if you go back and watch the other movies, you're like, yeah, they they pretty much lucked into fixing all these situations. I mean, it happens. The, but he he just does such a good job. And um, you know, you go you go back to just how good Tom Cruise is. I read one of the reviews. Well, two of them. The first one said they thought this was the best action movie they've ever seen. Now I'm not going to go that far necessarily. Sure. But that tells you a lot about the movie. Another one said, this is the best movie Tom Cruise has ever made. Which, again, I'm not going to go that far, but, but it, it just tells you how good this movie is. People actually would say that. After yeah. after five movies, and he's 53 years old, that they're still making these movies at such a high level of quality. After, this is a fifth... What other franchise is still this good after five well, movies? There's a lot of factors that go into it, though. Like, you, um, you introduced Simon Pegg in the third movie. Sure. He got a bigger part in the fourth movie and a much bigger part in the fifth movie. He is, yeah, uh, he's got a very large Starting with the third movie, I think, is when J.J. Abrams took over producing. He might have even did more. He directed than, it. He directed, he the, directed third the third one. He directed the third one. And yeah. then he produced the second, or the fourth one and the fifth one. So you have an extremely talented director and producer involved in the creation of the movie. Very much so. You have yeah. Tom Cruise, who is willing to do some of the most outrageous stunts out there. He even went so far as to fire his insurance company for the fourth movie because they wouldn't insure him for <laughs> doing the stunt. That's right. And hire yep. on a different insurance company so he could do the stunt and make it more real and make it a better film for that. So Guy gets it. He gets it. Yeah. Uh, and again, back to, like... Yeah, there's some weird stuff in his personal life, but his movies consistently are pretty damn good. And like anybody in Hollywood, he's going to have hit or miss movies, you know, because everybody's going to when you make enough of them. There's well, he's no... been in. Although to be fair, he hasn't had a lot of miss movies recently. Not Oblivion. I haven't seen no. that one. Yet. I always forget about them because it was really bad. Like <laughs> legitimately, I did not like that movie. Oh, okay. See, I, and I that one was seen... within the last five years. I You're think, right. Or See, six years. The movies I think of like are you know Ghost Protocol, um, Jack Reacher's really sure, well yeah. done. If you haven't seen that, it's definitely worth seeing. The second one's going to be coming out in the next couple yep, of years. I saw that. I am excited. You know, I mean, the thing about good it, movies. he's got a lot more hits than misses. He does. And that's Edge of over, Tomorrow. I yeah. like that. That's over a span of like what he for uh, thirty years, thirty five years. I looks think looks a little yeah about about that time, about thirty five years. He's got way more hits than misses, and I don't know. At Top Gun, years, like, Days of Thunder, classic. Also, yeah, Days you of Thunder is very well but, done. But you know, going back to Mission Impossible Five, I mean, this movie ha- does have everything. It's not overhyped that this is a you know one of the best action movies. You know that has been made recently. It's definitely one of the best action movies that have come out of this the summer, year. I would say, yeah. I mean, it's this 
it's, we'll, we'll probably get into this into a later podcast, but yeah, it's it, it's definitely up there. It's going it, to be in the discussion. An amazing mix of humor, an amazing mix of action, effects. You know, there there's not a ton of CGI in the movie, but you what CGI there is, it's used to augment other effects, so you don't notice it as much. If, they are, if there are any big holes, you don't notice them. This goes, um, it's so well done. Yeah, it, just, yeah. it flows it's, well. It's, a, it's, it's enjoyable. Tight, it's tightly written. It's got yes. a really nice, tight plot. It doesn't have... You know, a lot of loose ends or loose threads, even though it is a spy movie. And that's, I think, one thing I really like about this series, and this movie specifically, is that, unlike James Bond, who up until recently was the untouchable spy, nothing could hurt him, nothing could phase him, yep. with, you know, and they changed that in the last couple of Daniel Craig movies, obviously, but with Mission Impossible, it was always, they're on the edge of failure, and they managed to pull it back at the last minute, and that's exactly what this movie is. And it, it, it's very well done the way that they do it. I can't see... So, we all love this movie, but I do, I do have one, and it's minor, but uh, I, past Mission Impossible movies have had better villains, I thought. I, the villain in this movie, for me, didn't do much for me. I thought the villains in Mission Impossible 1 and 3 were fantastic. Absolutely, although in, in number one... I didn't like the fact that the villain was uh, Mr. Phelps, because I was a huge fan of the TV show. Oh, see, I've never seen the TV show. So having the, basically the main star of the TV show be the bad guy of the first movie, I felt it it was kind of a little bit of a betrayal Have of the character. Have you watched the first movie recently? Yeah. I watched it recently. I will say it's not as good as, oh, I, okay, as so it that's, was before. That's John Fo- it's I think still, it holds It's still up. a really good movie, but I like... it does. I mean, I just, there's things they didn't they couldn't really necessarily do back then. Visually, oh, yeah, they sure. can do now, and it's not a long movie. It's pretty quick. It I is, mean, but, but it, we're talking but that was in '96, and that's my point. Like <laughs> yeah, they've come a long way from that, and that's why these movies are just keep getting better and better because they can do more too, and that helps. Yep. And so, okay, you know, uh, Phelps, that's that's John, John Voight. So you've got, and then in the third one, it was uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. So the the caliber of he actor was great, and he was is great a lot better, I think, than than the newer villains in the fourth and fifth movies. That's really the only thing I can. I can criticize this movie about um, in any way. So, well, and especially considering that you haven't even mentioned the villain from the second movie, which <laughs> yeah, the, you're right. The the less said about the second movie, the better. So, but no, the, I mean, this is this the best movie ever? No, but it is one of the best movies this year. I think. Sure, sure, it's on the list. It is entertaining. It's fun to watch. It has, you know, a great pacing to it. It really does. You know, and... It's not boring, you like the last one we reviewed. Not oh, boring at all. You're never tapping your knee wondering, like, it's, so... And it's long, too. It's Isn't it, like, two and a half hours? It's close to... It's over two hours. It I doesn't feel... I will say, I don't... Well, I can look it up here, It might be two and a half doesn't with, with uh, previews. Yeah. But it's just so well done. You don't... You won't notice that it's long. Um, it's yeah, it's just such a good movie. Yeah. Well, and and they bring back they bring back like Ving Rhames, who's been in all of them. They the bring cast back is really bit. is something that uh, they've Jeremy done a Renner, good job of. Sure, you know he's back, so likable. Uh, Alec, uh, Alec Alec Baldwin's Baldwin. in it. He's solid. He's not a major role, although, but he does it well. It sounds like he will be going forward in the in the future movies. He might sure. have more of a prominent role. Yeah, and he's he's always in the movies he does. Even when he has small roles, I just love his character. He just brings a little bit of levity. That's just really nice. Uh, I haven't seen much of Rebecca Ferguson. I'd like to see more, though. Sure. Right? Um, yeah. But she... She was she, good. She yeah. held her own, I, I thought. She really did. Well, against the other stars in there, she really managed to a much, hold her own. Uh, against much bigger stars. Yeah. She she definitely held her own in that movie. Like, she was a force to be reckoned with. 
you know, and this. That brings something too is Simon Pegg, they actually had him have more of a role in terms of being action related or like being yeah, a spy. That's what I said. Because yeah, it had every, to be. Every yeah, movie I, he's been in for the Mission Impossible series, and, he's gotten a bigger, and, more And the more I think about it, you're, like he had to. Like, especially in this movie though, because you know, you have Tom Cruise and Simon Pegg, their characters are basically shunned. Like they're on their own. And so he's forced to do multiple things you're not used to seeing him do necessarily. Yeah. And he's, he's not just the comic foil. No, but he does it really well. And what I like about it is he does it well within the confines of the role. You know, he's not, not Robocop. He's not no. just killing guys left and right. No. But he is a, a tech guy that is finding ways to hold his own in bad circumstances. And yeah. he plays that so well. So, but... We could go on talking all the, all good things forever about this movie. We could go on for a while talking about how good this movie is. We could go on a while talking how bad the other one is. So let's just wrap it up. Uh, you guys know our opinions. You know, share what you think with us. Uh, contact us on our Facebook page at Four Geeks and a Microphone. Let us know what you think. Contact Rob, us on Twitter. At, could, yeah, contact us on Twitter at, at Tuesdays Movies, or you can even look up Tuesdays with Movies. Uh, either way, contact us. If you have any questions, if there's things you want us to touch on or movies you want us to see that are going to be coming out, let us know. We we yep. definitely go. And your Twitter handle, Rob, is if they want, if they want to follow you personally, see yep. what you're doing. Would be sports. at the Sportsman, and that's at T H E S P O R T S M I N N. Yep. And then myself and Moyer, we shun Twitter because you know it, it's the We're place. We're old man. It's the place. We don't understand Twitter and tweens and, and whatnot. Yeah. If you are on Twitter, though, um, if you want to, sometimes we'll have specific people that are going to be talking on there. We do have it set up so that it's initial, so you'll know who actually is talking on Twitter. Yep. So, but we. Uh, what are we seeing next week? Next What's up week on the play, uh, we are going to be going to see Straight, Straight Outta, Outta Compton. Compton. Sure. That I'm really excited about. Very excited about. Now we've been excited about that for a while. Yeah. I, I just think that looks. I just think that looks incredible. I I grew up. In that time period when NWA was, you know, they were in the news almost every day. There was always some new controversy about them. They were always doing something that was, you know, controversial. I can't wait to see this movie and to see how much of my memory for that time period fits what's in this movie. One of the biggest endorsements to me, you know, we obviously haven't seen it yet, but Ice Cube is willing to let his son be in the movie and play him. You're not. None of that's happening. If you're the kid, you're not going to be in the movie if it's poorly done or if it's not accurate. I just think that tells you a lot about what you're going to be seeing with this movie. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to see it, and we're going to be talking about that next week. Um, Rob, you'll probably be talking about uh, Man from Uncle. Yeah, I'm going to see uh, Man from Uncle uh, tomorrow. Actually, um, I think it looks pretty good. Um, so I'll be able to give some information on that too. Uh, well, with that, we hope that everybody has fun at the movies. So, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.